0: This is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast. The Modern Architect features one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. Our show informs and illuminates the transformation that architecture brings
1: to our cities, communities, and lives. And now, introducing the host of the Modern Architect, Tom DiOro. Thank you. Today, we're joined by John Stanilin, real estate broker and principal John's family history in real estate spans several generations and started in 1919. Yes, 1919. You can find him on the web at johnstanilin.com. Again, that's johnstanilin.com. Today's episode is made possible by Modeler, the rapidly growing community for AEC professionals to find and share design inspiration. Created and maintained by architects, Join hundreds of thousands of other AEC professionals who are part of the Modeler community. Visit Modeler.com and follow Modeler on your favorite social media channels for regular design inspiration. Hey, John, we're honored and uh, real excited to have you on the show today. Thank you very much for being here, for us being here on your boat. Thank, Thank you very much for having me. John, tell us where we are and your boat. We'd love to hear this. Uh, we happen to
0: be in Newport Harbor, Basin Marine, on my uh, fishing yacht. Oh,
1: outstanding. And it t- when we first, first got on, you said you chased the... Uh, we, we,
0: we target bluefin tuna. We chase a lot of bluefin tuna.
1: How'd that get started,
0: really? Yeah, I've, I've fished my whole life and uh, just always been a fisherman. And uh, the big bluefin showed up here six or seven years ago, and it's just something we do when they're here,
1: typically June through October, November. Excellent. Now, you know, we talked to, in our—well, uh, like this time we were person to person—about— your history, your family history, and that you have a legacy here in Orange County, specifically uh, Laguna Beach. Share with us what, what it really means to you to know that you're, in, in a lot of ways, carrying on a legacy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel very fortunate. I grew up in a uh, you know real estate broker, real estate development, family, and background. Uh, my grandparents were developers. Uh, my father was a developer, uh, military special forces, and uh, also an attorney and a broker. Uh, and I've carried on a long line of uh, brokering, selling, development. Um, you know, Very proud to be where I am today.
1: Yeah. Was that something that was in, either instilled in you um, when you were younger or just something you kind of just kind of absorbed it and said you know i did this this i like this i grew up around it so i was always watching my
0: grandparents my father you know doing meetings doing deals going to uh, development sites uh you know watching them you know watching them turn developments into housing tracks and uh it it always interested me um always just loved it from an early age and i think i picked up a lot just from being around them
1: definitely and john what i really uh well there's a lot of things i like you know, talking with you here, but for your audience today, especially on the Modern Architect Show, they're thinking, you know, real estate, architecture, design. The reason why I, I selected you is one, obviously, uh, I, I love the work that I, the homes that I've seen on your site. Thank you. Two, you also had a legacy, a great legacy here. And so you've experienced your, personally and professionally, the real estate market with the last, what, 20?
0: Uh, I've been selling residential real estate for 25 years. But like I said, I, I grew up around it, development and you know brokers.
1: That's why why you're here, because I'd I love to hear how you heard your family talk about things, say, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And even before then, how the marketplace has changed and shifted. Yes. And so just from what you can recall, even in your earliest I'm um, recollection in regards to development and real estate. Can you share some? Yeah, I mean, what I experiences when I started in the business, you know,
0: 25 years ago. I mean, you could still buy homes in Laguna Beach for you know, uh, two hundred, three hundred thousand uh, dollars, which you know, it's a little different these days. Wow, what has that done? What's the how has the buyer changed? It's interesting. I mean, you know, Laguna Beach, Newport Beach. I mean, we've we've always had our core people who have lived here, you know, locals, uh, and then we've had people that come from Arizona, San Francisco, um, you know, other areas. Um, I would say with the shift in values and just everything that has happened, you know, there is still that segment of people, but, you know, the, um, demographic of, you know, people who buy in, buy and live here has definitely changed to, I mean, we have everything from international to East coast to, uh, you know, pretty much anybody you can
1: think of. And how about your, uh, do you have a, without giving away intellectual property is you know, a process that you, you go through when you interview new prospective clients? Uh,
0: well, I think we interview each other. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, you know, when you go to list of property, obviously they, they typically interview several people and, uh, you know, want to see what your track record is, your knowledge of the market, um, you know, how savvy you are on what has sold and what is pending. Uh, and then on the flip side, also, when we're interviewing a client, you, you know, you want to make sure it's a good match. And, and
1: then with that match, is there something determinant or is it just kind of a vibe or a feel? Yeah,
0: I mean, everybody has different needs. So you want to make sure that one, you jive with the personality and two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can meet their needs and expectations.
1: Now, if you were uh, to say what, what has changed in the last, I know you've been doing this for what 25 years, but what's changed, say, in the last, let's go within the last two years? Well, the
0: last two years, it's interesting. Um, I mean, with COVID, it, I think it's really shifted a lot of people's perspective. There's more people working for home and buying larger properties that, that it can actually work from home. Uh, there's mo- more people buying properties that uh, they want to vacation in, stay in, You know, just with travel being a little challenging and some of the other aspects. Um, it is definitely an interesting shift. There's also been a big shift in valuation the last couple of years. The val- valuation's values have gone down. Way up the last two years. And was that foreseeable? Uh, yes and yes, and no. Okay. Um, I've been pretty accurate calling the market most of my career. I knew the crash of 08 was coming in 06. Started warning my clients. We had a slowdown in 18 um, through 19. I knew that was coming in 16. It wasn't a crash, but it was a slowdown. Uh, when, when COVID hit and the shutdown happened, uh, pretty much everybody I know, including myself, thought the market was done. I mean, we all thought we all did. Uh, you know, it stayed stagnant for about forty-five, sixty days, and then took off. And it's just continued to continue to run. I mean, uh, inventory has become less and less, and values have increased, and demand has continued to increase. What's
1: your uh, your thoughts on the impact? design has on the sellability of of uh homes
0: good question so um Prior to, prior to COVID, prior to COVID, uh, there were more remodel renovation buyers, you know, they would look for location and, you know, uh, something they could make into what they wanted, in addition to things that were turnkey done new. Uh, with COVID, it changed the market a lot from the standpoint, uh, most people want turnkey move in. So the properties that are done fit today's styles architecturally. Uh, those get the biggest premiums as opposed to anything that is a fixer and needs a remodel. Um, People just don't want to spend the time.
1: Time. How important is that for your clients, the the, the speed of them making either getting into a home or selling their home?
0: Depends on the clients. Depends on on each client. I mean, some want to sell sooner than later, um, you know, to be transparent. There's, you know, number of people who have moved out of state in the last, you know, year. Uh, those people wanted to sell sooner than later. Um, you know, as far as
1: people buying, uh, you know, most most people want to get into their homes. Yeah. How do you stay abreast of all the changes? Because it seems like within the last two years, there's probably been more changes than maybe the last 10 or 15. I mean, I live, sleep, and, you know,
0: drink <laughs> real estate. I'm 24-7. This is what I do.
1: Okay. And is that something... that you knew you were going to have to do to be uh, useful to uh, the um, market. I, I,
0: I've always been a pretty driven person. It's just kind of my personality. You know, come from a bit of a sports background prior to real estate, and uh, you know, just the way I've the way I've done the business since I started.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your sports background. Yeah, our audience may be like what had this in, but I, I think there's relevancy. Yeah. To
0: it. Um, uh, prior to real estate, uh, I was in martial arts. I'm a third-degree black belt and did a lot of training, teaching, competing. Um, I also played some professional volleyball in my late teens, early 20s. Uh, so that's what I did before real estate.
1: Excellent. This is awesome, John. This is also The Modern Architect, KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with John Staniland, luxury Orange County real estate broker and principal. For more information, feel free to visit website johnstanilin.com. again that's johnstanilin.com. john how do you feel i know we we talked just we touched on it before uh, we started your show today is the transference of being in sports and participating competitively in sports and how it uh how it works in business
0: it's it's interesting so yeah being in the business for 25 years and you know working with a lot of different people and and Training people, having people work with me for me, uh, a lot of the sports people do very well in the business. Uh, they come from a background of you know training, endurance, repetitiveness. Uh, so it's interesting. They, I I would say, people that come from a sports background do have a good uh, a good shot at doing well in the business. In your opinion, why so? Yeah, I just I just think it's a mindset. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a mindset. Can you tell the difference in those that do or don't? I I mean, there are people that don't come from sports backgrounds, obviously, that do very well. But um, I've run into a lot of people that have come from that background that do well. And yes, I can tell the difference.
1: We talked about uh, um, the real estate is really, and development uh, is a contact sport. I mean, it's not a sport, but in a sense. Oh, but.
0: it's 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 a contact sport. Okay.
1: Yeah, elaborate, without, please. Contact yeah. sport without the contact.
0: Uh, <laughs> no I mean, fouls. No yeah, no, there, there's, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there's a lot in negotiating deals. There's a lot in, you know, making sure your clients get the right deal. Uh, you want to make sure they don't overpay. You want to make sure they're okay. Um, you know, uh, for me, too, I like to... read maintain my clients a lot of my clients are repeat and you know i've done 10 15 20 deals from over the years and uh, if you don't take care of them make sure that they get a good property project do well you don't maintain the client
1: maintaining the client how much would you say is actually the paperwork the transaction and how much is actually person-to-person interaction
0: well i i Pretty much everything I do is person to person. I mean, if I send an offer, it's via email, but I pick up the phone. Uh, The, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in a sense of urgency and, you know, personal negotiating things personally, at least in the phone or in person. Uh, I'm sorry, on the phone or in person.
1: Uh, Yeah. What's your thoughts on, uh, we've moved into the digital age, so to speak. Yes. And how much has that impacted your relationship with your clients and that so much is digital and not so face-to-face? Yeah, I, I mean, the face-to-face is is less than it used to
0: be. There's no question. Uh, but I still I still like to negotiate either in person or on the phone. I, I don't like to negotiate via text, email. Uh, I'd rather pick up the phone and speak with somebody. Um, <laughs> it's just, to me, it's more personal. Um, it's the way I like to do things.
1: Yeah how do, how do you feel about that there's other obviously real estate platforms that are almost strictly online like the transaction is not too dissimilar from ordering a, a you know an oven or a refrigerator yeah
0: i i mean um they're very impersonal they're not very practical in my opinion sure uh you know, there's a lot of things that come up during an escrow. I mean, just a lot of things, a lot of moving parts, a lot of personalities, problems. Um, so being able to manage all of that uh, is really hard to do with an app.
1: So the human element is, in your experience, opinion, and foresight is always going to be key in, in the transaction of property.
0: A, a good professional, a good professional agent, broker, broker escrow company, title company, I mean, they can make or break your sale. And, you know, also has a big play into what, you know, a seller actually gets for a property or what a buyer pays for a property.
1: Uh, now, s- since we're on your, um, your fishing yacht and the show's the modern architect, share with us like the, the design of it. Did you, did you, Purchased the boat as is, or did you make adjustments so, to fit
0: your? So this is a this is a Cabo yacht. Okay. Um, this is my third Cabo. I've always been a always been a fisherman. Uh, this boat uh, this boat I found in Alabama, and it needed a whole lot of work. So it did not look like this when I bought it. <laughs> did you do the all the design yourself or do you know? i mean the design is there the cabo okay. is a very solid boat sure. but um i had it shipped uh had it shipped to mexico and then i picked it up in mexico brought it up here and it went right to basin marine shipyard where it spent six months getting completely redone uh-huh. and that was 2017. how did you know like this is what you want out of it so i i've i've as i've shared i fished my whole life and Good. i've had a bunch of boats this is actually number eight my third cabo um so i had one of the, i had this exact same boat built in 2003. And I had that for about 10 or 11 years. I sold that to buy a bigger boat, which I regretted after I bought it. And then it took me two years to find oh. this. So that was the chain of events in the Cabos. I bought a bigger Cabo and I just didn't like it as much as I liked this one.
1: Yeah. So what's the difference in your experience from real estate and, and the boat? Cause they're both, they're dwellings. They house humans. Uh, you know
0: what? Uh, they're, you know, they're both pretty. They both have their elements. Um, they both have their design. I mean, I, I think a, a nice, you know, I think a nice boat is similar to a nice, you know, house from a, from an architecture and design standpoint.
1: Yeah, so that's why you chose the Cabo.
0: Oh, no, the Cabo is sleek. It's pretty. Uh, you know, if I had to put a label on it, it's a, it's a high-end contemporary
1: home. <laughs> nice, nice. So in, on the subject of, of design, do you specifically, um, I don't want to say target, uh, homes that you know that, wow, this design will work? attract a buyer or so,
0: very good question so designs and styles have changed as the years have gone on um and i've got a number of architects i really like um uh if you ever heard of mark singer he was a good mm-hmm. friend of mine yeah. um i yes. did a lot of work with mark uh, i used to sell his spec deals as well um for him uh he's unfortunately passed away but there's some other very good architects i love chris light um you know the uh, there's, there's a number of very good ones I like. But from a design standpoint of what people actually like, I mean, it's changed. Uh, the, you know, used to be a bigger mix of styles. I mean, even at one point, Tuscany was in, which along mm-hmm. the coast here is not anymore. Um, the hot styles today are contemporary, craftsmen, uh, modern farmhouse, um, Anything light, bright, beachy, mid century, modern, those are the hot styles. Uh, Anything that falls outside of that
1: uh, in this current real estate climate, a little harder to sell. Yeah. When you say it's harder to sell, is is it the time to sell or is it to attract a.
0: It's it's both. So, um, time to sell, and then also, uh, you know, you don't tend to get as big of a premium as those styles.
1: It's premium. Premium. Yeah. Okay. Share with us. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Yeah. I mean, I'm a
0: real estate junkie. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, uh, I shared with you, I used to own a couple homes in Hawaii. Um, I, I I love the Hawaiian architecture, which is not a hot style. Uh, highly recommend against it here. Um, but you still love it. Yeah. I love it. No, I mean, okay. I love it. Um, I also love contemporary. I love craftsman, light, bright, beachy. Um, you know, I just, for me, it's more of a the house itself. and it, Not the exact style, so to speak.
1: Okay. This is The Modern Architect on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with John Stanilin. Luxury Orange County real estate broker and principal. Our, uh, our acknowledgement today and a public service announcement is for the Marine Mammal Center. The Marine Mammal Center advances global ocean conservation through rescue and rehabilitation, scientific research, and education. And they're located in Laguna Beach, California. Feel free to visit their website at marinemammalcenter.org. Again, that's marine. Mammal dot org John share with us uh how and why the the Mammal Center matters to you
0: oh uh well it's fantastic on so many levels I mean one uh my wife is a veterinarian she's on the board um uh, a board member, and also she works there. Does the rescues? Um, we do a lot of the rehabilitated elephant seal releases off of our boat here. We take them out offshore. Do you really? We do. Oh, um, that's awesome. Uh, the gentleman who started it, John Cunningham, uh, local Laguna Beach legend, lifeguard, high school teacher. I went to. I went to us kindergarten in school with his daughter from you know, <laughs> kindergarten on. He was also one of my absolute favorite high school teachers. Just great guy. Unfortunately, he passed away this last year. Uh, but uh, he started the center. And um, uh, even as a kid, I grew up in an ocean front in Laguna Beach, grandparents. Uh, we used to, as kids, help rescue the seals off the beach that were sick. We'd bring them up, put them on the patio and call the seal center. And so it's been a lifelong, <laughs> lifelong relationship.
1: That's outstanding. I asked you earlier, you know, why did John Cunningham, why did he matter to you? Well, what was so meaningful about
0: him? Fantastic guy. <clears throat> I mean, fun, funny story. I Like I said, I was in uh, kindergarten with his daughter. And the very first time I met John Cunningham in kindergarten, he came in and made uh, Winnie the Pooh pancakes for the whole class. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I was sick and I threw them up. And... <laughs> no he he razed me all the way through high school and but um just just great great guy I mean he taught he taught science and survival class in high school and he was just one of my absolute favorite teachers just great guy
1: yeah how is it is that it, it sounds like that's how you like to work professionally as well is to be really he influenced you without oh yeah
0: absolutely no, okay I,
1: I, I how I like
0: to work um I'm very personal I like to take care of my clients, sense of urgency, just, uh, you know, I always like to do what I say I'm going to do. Uh,
1: very live and let live type of a person. Yeah. <laughs> what have we not talked about on your show today that, that you'd like to share with the audience, Sean? Uh, I mean, good question. You're,
0: you're covering a lot of ground <laughs> here, you're covering a lot of ground.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you know, if there's anything that you just thinking of while we're talking, or in the future of real estate, the future of design, the future of architecture, the future of boating, the future of fishing, what? what? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think the future of
0: real estate and architectural design. I, I think, uh, I you know. From the standpoint of you know Orange County real estate, I think this area is going to continue to be more and more valuable. I, I think it's going to be more sought after. Um, we're seeing more and more people moving down from San Francisco, L.A. I mean, very you know everything from us to very high profile people. The uh, uh, you know our our primary buyer pool used to be local L.A. San Francisco Texas Vegas Arizona, and that has really shifted as of recent i i would say more it's it's local it's up uh la san francisco and then of course you know we have some of the international and some of the east coast um but i just this has become such a big destination and uh some of the homes that are being built here some of the architecture is just fantastic like i've got one closing next week uh at the montage for uh 30 million and it was you know the architecture is 10 years old but it's beautiful um i've got another one i just sold last night uh that's a contemporary design and we just we put that under contract for 20 million
1: so it's terrific john it's been a real honor and pleasure having you on the show thank you very much for inviting us aboard and uh sharing your insight and experience in how many generations is it fifth fifth, fifth generation in real estate design development it's outstanding it's very rare have you even met anybody with that legacy? Uh, not as of not as yet. Okay, that's exactly why we wanted you on the show, because you have the legacy. And what we all share was the built environment. I love it. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dior. Our guest today has been John Staniland, real estate broker and principal john's family history and real estate spans several generations and started in if i'm correct 1919 my grand my grandfather yes okay 1919 i love that year 1919 for more information feel free to visit john again that's john join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect engineer influencer or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities communities and lives Today's episode is made possible by Modler, the rapidly growing community for AEC professionals to find and share design inspiration. Created and maintained by architects, join hundreds of thousands of other AEC professionals who are part of the Modler community. Visit modler.com and follow Modler on your favorite social media channels for regular design inspiration.